0: Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your Life Transitions Coach, Shelly Carney. Let's design your life. Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice bring you The Softer Side, Life Transitions, and Relationship Coaching. Join the live chat on YouTube every Wednesday and Friday at thesofterside.live. Today's topic is create a new identity for yourself and this little poster says I am in the process of becoming the best version of myself. So rather than say somebody's stolen your identity and you need a new one or you're running away from some crime, life of crime and you need a new identity, we're not really talking about that. We're talking about becoming the best version of ourselves, who we truly want to be, living the life we really want to live. So let's talk about creating our new identity. And basically what we're looking for is new results. This is in the areas of our lives. It could be any area of our lives where we're just not quite satisfied with the results we're currently getting. So we want to ask ourselves, what isn't working? And what am I doing that is creating this result that isn't working? As you can see, this young woman is looking at a sign that says, You can have results or excuses, not both. So when we're looking for different results, we need to have different thoughts. What do you think?
1: About the theory that you have a choice between results and excuses?
0: (laughs) That or... uh, with, how we need to analyze our lives every now and then, and find out what's working and what's not, and what we can do to change that.
1: It, well, um, I will express my opinion on this matter. Okay. In my opinion, we have to analyze our lives every morning. Every morning. And okay. then again every evening. Mm. And it may not be hours worth of analysis. Mm-hmm. It may be as simple uh, as what am I going to do today that moves me forward? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And at night, it's as simple as what what didn't I what did I do today that didn't help me move forward? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, in our case, you know, we spend a lot of time uh, producing YouTube content. Yes. So we have uh, two choices. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can either continue producing YouTube content or we can worry about what people think about us producing YouTube content. And we choose not to, right? I choose not to. Um, I continue producing content. And it's producing content on this channel, producing content on A Gypsy's Kiss producing content on our new channel. It's not a restoration. And any other ideas that we come up with where we think we might be able to uh, generate content that eventually uh, results in a, in a productive channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have to do that. I think what you have to do is make decisions like that every day. What am I doing today? Am I going to focus on the negative or am I going to produce more content?
0: Right. Because I
1: know what works on YouTube, yes. producing content. Mm -hmm. producing good content Mm -hmm. works on YouTube.
0: And uh, when Mike reached out to me with that email, it reminded me that my number one priority for this channel is to make a positive impact on others, to help them feel that they have hope and they can make a difference and they are supported in that. So that is why I create this show Uh, twice a week live and once a week recorded to make that impact because that's what's important to me. Okay, moving on. We need to intentionally let things go when they are clutter. Clutter is just taking up space in our lives, um, creating a mess where it could be so much cleaner if we would just get rid of the things we're not using and not needing. Clutter. Uh, intentionally let things go when they're non-functioning, right? I have this really cool thing that I used to love, but it doesn't work anymore. Well, is it worth fixing? Can you fix it? Or is it easier to replace it? Or should we just let it go altogether? Never use. I never use something. And this is really... Uh, prominent usually in our clothing closet. We go in there and we say, "Oh, I don't need to wear those things. You know, that's not a part of my life right now. Maybe someday I'll get into that. I'll fit back into that, or maybe someday I'll start going to events where I need clothing like that again." Um, but right now, it doesn't have a purpose. So, maybe we need to let it go. It doesn't spark joy or holds you back. A lot of times when we have clutter in our homes, It occupies our minds because every time we see it, and it could be the home, it could be in the car, it could be in the shed, it could be in the garage, it could be any part of your life where you see it clutter and, you know, I have to move everything out of my way before I can sit down and do this work. Um, That kind of clutter. That affects us every day and it fills up our mind with uh thoughts of i really need to get rid of that and i should take care of that and blah 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 and so on and so on whereas if we would just spend the time to get rid of it and let it go we could move forward what do you think
1: god bless goodwill
0: (laughs) did any of this have any new uh ideas for you because uh you're you're pretty good at usually at Getting rid of stuff.
1: Yeah, I I don't hang on to stuff, uh, whether it's uh, emotional, uh, mental, or I have a physical attachment to it. Mm-hmm. If I lose any of that, if the, if I've discovered that this is no longer part of my life, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I don't know necessarily that I would say say spark joy, but there's a point at which it whatever it is it has gathered dust. Yeah, whether it is a feeling about someone or. Uh, or whether you're onto a new hobby mm-hmm. and uh, the old one doesn't spark joy anymore. The new one yeah. sparks joy. That's right. Uh, and so get it out of your life. Now, the difficulty with that, as I've learned over my life, is that hobbies have a... Um, a um, C- cyclical? Are cyclical. Yeah. yeah. So every five years or so, one of those hobbies... Puts itself back into my life, mm-hmm. and I have to go. Ugh! Now I got to buy all of that stuff all over again, and it's <laughs> not like the old stuff I sold. I usually, like I said, drive it over to Goodwill, right. give it away, regardless of what I paid for it, because I just want to move it out of my life. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, you know, we were talking about the copper frying pan. Mm-hmm. the other day and I bought a copper frying pan th- because based on everything that's a copper frying pan, easy to fry, things like that it's a mess, everything sticks to it it's hard to clean, etc, etc So
0: he tried to give it to me <laughs> I'm like, with I don't a, need another pan with, that with doesn't a, work. With a fair warning you know,
1: like <laughs> I can't get this to work, do you want it and this Saturday it, with a box of other stuff is making a trip over to Goodwill uh, because I do not want it sitting there in my cabinet mm-hmm. and I actually ended up going back to My, the pots and pans that I used prior to the copper pan. Yeah. And I'm happy with it. They did what it was supposed to. I thought this copper pan would provide some sort of cooking magic, I guess. I don't know. Right. Uh, And so it's making a trip along with a box of other stuff uh, over to Goodwill this uh, Saturday. Mm -hmm. And it gets it out of the way. I don't have to look at it every time I open up the cabinet. And here's the the point.
0: As I said, Toby offered it to me. And a lot of times he thinks about, maybe I should offer this to my kids before I just give it away. And in some cases that might be a good thing. Like, say, uh, one of their kids is growing into the next size bicycle and he's right. giving away a bicycle. That would make sense. But if it's just something that's going to sit around in their house and clutter up their lives, he does not even offer it. He right. just gets rid of it because they would probably say yes just because of the relationship they have. and. Then and it would just sit there. So oh. uh, don't burden your family and friends with things that you're letting go of unless you absolutely know they could really use it.
1: So uh, uh, I, I did that. I always call, I call and I ask, how can you use this? Or how will you use it? As opposed to, well, I don't know. If, if, if the answer is, I don't know, I'm just, I'll am just. i put it in the garage until we need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if you remember the story about the... Uh, uh, Drill press that I bought at Rio Grande, and literally one night it fell apart. Right. I contacted Rio Grande. They said, uh, I said, can I bring it in and have you guys repair it? He said, no, just come by. We'll give you a new one. That's Rio Grande. Yeah. So now I had a not broken but fallen apart drill. And one day Sean was over, and I said, can you use a drill? And she said, yeah. And I said, how? <laughs> and she said, because I have all my pendants and things, I have to drill holes in Right. Them, right. She had something that she could do with a small drill that didn't require... Because now she's using a big 10-inch drill press. Mm -hmm. This one literally is designed for jewelers and Mm -hmm. model makers and people like that. And so uh, I said, here's what's wrong. That screw right there fell out. And her husband is not only an architect, but he's an engineer, right? He, I know he can fix it. And I got a call from her about a week ago saying, that drill helps out so much. Daryl fixed it and things. So there are times where if you can figure out there's some use, but there's a lot of times where, you know, you feel like, well, I've got a couch, right? Uh, and, I, and I think about take, offering it to them. They don't need another couch, right? Um, when I found out that there was a spare refrigerator in this new house, mm-hmm. I offered it to them and they could have used it in the house that they're rebuilding, right? The right. house that they're reconstructing. So so there are times I think you have to be very cautious with that. And there's other times, like none of my children had any interest in microscopy. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. uh and I wanted to go to a different level in it, I wanted to go to another level. I didn't even waste my time. Yeah. It was a you know, eight hundred dollars worth of stuff and I drove it over to Goodwill. Mm. And I told the guy, <laughs> make sure you tell whoever price is this, that this is a very expensive item, that it's not a twenty nine ninety five mi- microscope. So, but I think you have to make those decisions because then it just sits gathering dust. Right. And I, not taking up space. Taking up space. And you know how I am about horizontal mm-hmm. surface. So yes. uh, I think it's important <laughs> to be able to make those decisions and not feel like you're making a negative decision. Right. You know, right. At, at the time, it should be a positive decision and good for your mental health.
0: hmm Let's talk some more about that. So we need to ask ourselves when we are deciding to let go of something: Would it impact my daily life not to have this? So you see, I, I put I put clothing in the picture here because that that's usually one thing that we don't need. Like we don't need five jackets; we need one good jacket that we that we like and that we wear and that fits. Uh, Is this worth the space it's taking up in my home? A lot of times we think we're going to fix something and we're just never getting around to it. And that's why people end up with a new TV on top of an old broken TV and (laughs) a DVD player on top of a VCR. And, you know, uh, we end up with piles of books. Instead of just getting ebooks or audible books, um, so we have too much stuff, and it takes up too much space, so each item needs to be analyzed. Do I really need this in my home
1: um so I was just watching a YouTube video by the Verge Science, and uh they uh, did the research and it turns out that ev- the average family has eighty eighty pieces of unused electronic equipment in their home mm-hmm. and it and now yeah. so there was a second analysis. So, uh, for every ton of gold in some place that's gold-bearing, so if you're up in Alaska and you're digging in what you already know has been prospected and you're gold-bearing, every ton of earth produces about one gram of gold. Mm-hmm. If you were to take electronics mm-hmm. and you were uh, you were to put them someplace and do all the work necessary to take the gold out of it, mm-hmm. one ton of electronics. Produces 12 grams of gold, or 12 grams as much, and it's much easier to process. The point that they were making is, don't let that electronics equipment hang out. Mm-hmm. Figure out a way to either get rid of it. But he's—they—they they said on the average, mm-hmm. and on the average, an average American family has 80 pieces of electronic equipment that are not used. That's true. So,
0: so we could recycle that material. Yeah. Instead of digging up new stuff. Yeah. Well,
1: I, you know, to, I was cleaning your jewelry for you mm-hmm. and i went to look for my little jewelry embedded chemical jewelry cleaning cloth and it's in my box that has that kind of stuff and i opened it up and there's there were three telephones in there three <laughs> smartphones yeah you know like yeah i don't use them anymore. and, the, and there's recyclable them, yeah. material right. in those yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. and as a matter of fact and sometimes a, uh,
0: they can even use them for people who a poor and, need and a telephone and, and that's Women's what do. shelters and that S- sort of thing. So
1: there's a machine over at the Walmart that if you walk in and you tell them what phone you have, they'll give you cash for it. Oh, nice! Now it's not a lot. Yeah. it says get up to seven hundred dollars cash, but it's
0: more than nothing.
1: <laughs> Sitting, together. well, it's not gathering <laughs> dust because it's in a plastic container, yeah. right? But yeah, just sit it takes in, up three space. Of them. Yeah. Now one of them happened to be a blueberry, but I don't know if that has any. blueberry or blackberry. Blackberry. I was blackberry. <laughs>
0: What's a blueberry. What's a blueberry.
1: <laughs> that was way before me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, then ask, is this worth the time and energy it takes to maintain it? A lot of times, uh, especially with, say, something you're restoring, antiques or a car or something that takes a lot of energy. My uh, dad has a boat he hasn't used in years. And he keeps talking about, I should sell this boat, but he doesn't want to let go of it. Uh, And he doesn't know if he'll get what he wants out of it. So he hasn't quite brought himself to trying to sell the boat yet. But eventually he will, and it'll be because he'll say to himself, it's not worth my time and energy to maintain or to hold on to this boat if I'm not going to use it.
1: What kind of boat is it?
0: It's a fishing boat have a motor on Yes. Do you have a trailer? Yes. What do you need a boat for? (laughs) You got rid of your boat. Yeah, I did get rid of it. The two happiest days in a boat owner's life the day you buy it, the day you sell it. (laughs) That's true. Is this adding value to my life right now? Not, will I need this again in the future? Not, this brought me a lot of joy in the past but right now? Is it adding value to my life? Important question. And we don't need to ask that just about stuff. Besides physical items in and around our home, some other things this might apply to is outdated thinking, right? We always have to update our thinking as new information comes to us. uh, Diets and exercise, we're constantly getting new information. there constantly studying this and bringing us new information so you know we could say well I can do this uh, Jack LaLanne exercise and and eat what he ate and that's perfect and I'll do that Uh, well that was from the 50s (laughs) although it worked at the time for Jack LaLanne I'm sure he updated his ideas as well as he aged Um, so we need to update our thinking we need to figure out how to turn negative attitudes into positive ones. Negative attitudes are only going to hold us back and keep people from liking us. You know, people don't want to be around negative people. Unhealthy habits, smoking and drugs and over drinking and overeating and uh, watching too much television and I could name a hundred of them. Uh, these are the things that we need to look at as well and say, is this, is this doing something productive for me or is it taking away from my life? Is it, is it taking me away from my goals? Is it holding me back? And then dysfunctional relationships. If there's people in your life, you cannot stand to be around. Um, they're e- energy vampires or they make you upset every time you talk to them or think about them. then, Either fix that or let it go. Did you want to say something? No, 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 no. I'm good with (laughs) that. Okay. The past and the future do not exist. All we have is right now. So, like I said, holding on to things because they bring back good memories. Uh, I remember when my mom gave me this and it was really useful for, you know, a couple of years. And now I don't use it anymore, but it reminds me of her. Uh, or I might need this again in the future, so I'm going to hold on to it and and just see, you know, or clothes. I might fit into this again someday. I'm trying really hard, so I'm going to hold on to it, you know. Focus on who you are right now. What are you doing today? What kind of life do you want to live today? What are your values today? Not when I was, you know... 30 years old and having kids. This is the way I felt. Great. I'm not that anymore. Now I'm this person Um, living in the now. And we want to know what kind of life do I want to lead? That's the life that I should be living right now. So ask yourself, does all your stuff, your thoughts, your attitudes, and your habits support your vision? Are you in alignment with your goals, your values, and your vision?
1: I'm just thinking, uh, you know, I was on a kick where I was wearing ties because I had 200 ties and they were just sitting in the closet. Yeah. I have literally a career's worth of suits, ties, and French cuff shirts in my closet Mm -hmm. that I think, need because I think I've, since I've moved to New Mexico back in 2010, I can think of three times that I've actually worn a suit and they all involved the marriage of one of my children.
0: Well, I've seen you in a suit once or twice. Once
1: or twice, yeah, but but... but there's no reason for me to have 20, yeah. 20 suits and 200 no. ties. Et cetera, you should
0: et have one favorite suit. That's I'm all
1: gonna you have, need. I, I've just, just as we were talking, while well, you were talking right there, mm-hmm. I'm going to have one favorite sports jacket, uh, a couple of pairs of slacks to go with that, one favorite suit, ties to match each one of those, a couple of French cuff shirts, and then the rest is making a trip to Goodwill. Because. Mm-hmm. I just told me. That. It just
0: takes up space in your yeah, closet. Yeah, exactly. And it just reminds you that you don't
1: wear it anymore. I, I've got 14 or 15 Pair of dress shoes mm-hmm. that I've that I wear. Now,
0: you've talked about this before, so. Have I? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's time to do it.
0: Kind of have to calendar it, you know? Yeah. Schedule it. Get to it. So make today your someday. Someday I'll get to it. Someday I'll do that. Someday I'll get rid of all those extra suits and shoes. Make today your someday. Start living the life of your dreams today. I've noticed that uh, when I wrote down my goals and the things that I wanted out of life, you know, I wanted to go to conferences and work with top performers and I wanted to go on a vacation and just different things that I wrote down that I wanted in my life. And then I started to look at my life and say, you know, some of those things I do already have. So I started to appreciate them more. I am taking courses online and I enjoy that. That's something that I told myself, if I had all the, con- all the money and all the time in the world, what would I do? I would spend it on learning. And that's what I'm doing. Uh, if I'm going to a conference in Austin in November, because that's something that I had on my Goals list, something that I want in my life. So, I'm making it happen. Uh, this is what we need to start doing making sure that we're living the life that we dream about and, and enjoying the things that we have that are a part of that. Your thoughts determine your final results. So, that's where we start. We start with our thoughts. And we want to see and appreciate the things around us that we love. And that means when we see them, we appreciate them and say, you know, look at this dress. I love this dress. I'm so happy. I have this dress. Um, look at this car. This car is paid off. It's reliable. It gets great gas mileage. I'm so happy that I bought this car. I would buy this car again. Appreciate the things that you already have in your life and then notice and release what you don't love. Ugh this thing is just in the way all the time and I don't even know why I have it. Why do I have this? It needs to go. If you do not have an answer for why do I have this? It needs to go. (laughs) What do you think?
1: I'm still adding up the amount of (laughs) space that's going to be in my closet after I do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. 15 minute cleanup. This is how we can start. Schedule 15 minutes every day. And just write, clean up time. Now, you can spend that on cleaning up anything you choose. It could be cleaning up your thoughts by just writing them all down, getting them out of your head and looking at them. And say, here's the things that I want in my life. And then look at them and say, am I getting these things out of my life? If not, what do I need to change? If I am, then I need to appreciate them. Decide what results you want. And then how you're going to make that happen. Or clean out clutter for 15 minutes, pick a drawer, uh, clean it out, 15 minutes, set a timer. I'm going to work on this drawer for 15 minutes. Sometimes we spend years and years thinking about our junk drawer. Every time we open it up and put something in there, try to find something that's in there. And we say, why is all this junk in here? And we spend a lot of time and energy on that junk drawer, but we don't actually you know, clean it out. So, write that in your calendar. 15 minutes to clean out the junk drawer today. Notice a name. When you notice a thought like, I can never find and I'm looking for. Or, I'm not happy with my physical health. Or, this relationship is sucking the life out of me. It's time for a change. And you can make that happen. All you have to do is notice it, name it, and decide you want to change it. So start with a thought model. Here's a thought model. Uh, your circumstance might either be disorganization, poor health, or a dissatisfying relationship. It could be one of those three. Or it could be something else. But this is what we're focused on right now. And the thought might be, I have no control over my life and where I'm headed. Every time I see a messy house, I feel that way. Or every time I can't physically do the things I want to do because I'm in pain or I'm overweight or whatever that situation is. Or every time I get involved in a you know conversation with so- this particular person, it's a dissatisfying relationship and I have, feel like I have no control over um, having to deal with that. So that feeling is an overwhelmed feeling, feeling overwhelmed by too much mess or all the health problems that I can't solve or a relationship that I'm only a half of, so how am I gonna fix it? The action is the usual habits, the things we always do. We just keep doing them again and again. And of course, we get no control by doing that. We get the same results we always get. So let's try an intentional thought model instead. Circumstance is the same. We have disorganization or poor health or a dissatisfying, dissatisfying relationship. But we're going to change the thought. Here's the thought. One small change can make a big difference. That 15 minutes of cleaning every day. That's one small change. I can do that. And the feeling that you get is confidence or empowerment. Hey, I can make a difference. And then the action we take is that 15 minutes of conscious cleaning, which is cleaning out your thoughts, um, cleaning out drawer or car or whatever part of your garage needs it. Poor health. Well, that might be 15 minutes of focusing on meal prep or shopping list or talking uh, to your doctor or making an appointment with your doctor or whatever it is that you need to do to get your health in order. And then dissatisfying relationship, you might be 15 minutes of focusing on that relationship, whether that's with the person or by yourself, where you just make a list of here's everything I love about that person. And then really focusing on why you have a relationship with them in the first place. And that can really help us with our attitude and help us to focus on the good things in the relationship and then begin to really look for those things rather than looking for the negatives after we do that our result is that we create the changes we desire and feel empowered at the same time to continue to make more changes so here's my recommendations schedule a daily 15 minute cleanup Again, that could be your thoughts, could be your habits, could be cleaning something out of your house, could be uh, writing down a list of all the things you love about a particular person that you're having a difficult relationship with. 15 minutes a day. Then release what doesn't bring you joy. So if you have a closet full of suits you don't wear anymore and you don't really think you're ever going to wear them again, give them to somebody who needs them, right? Right? There are a lot of men who are incarcerated and they get out of jail and they're trying to start over. They're trying to start a new life and not go back to what they were doing before. They could really use those suits, right? They could go on job interviews and, 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 uh, and that suit would help them feel like somebody. So, something you can do. Live in the now and make today your someday. Instead of saying, someday I'm going to get to that. (laughs) The next time you find yourself saying, oh, someday I'll get that done. That day is the moment that you get out your phone or your calendar or whatever it is that you keep track of your times and days on and you write it in there. I'm going to do this on this day. I'm going to spend 15 minutes on it this day, 15 minutes every day until I get it done experience the relief of organization. I don't know if you've you've probably seen messy homes and you've seen clean, organized homes. Which one makes you feel better? If you go to even a public place, it could be a hotel or a B&B or a library or it could be any kind of a public place, if it's very clean and neat and tidy, it, does it feel better to you than if it's kind of messy and there's stuff everywhere so think about that Ooh. and experience that relief of organization in your own life then enjoy the creativity sparked by empty space <clears throat> when you can empty out half a drawer and you've got all that space in your sock drawer or your t-shirt drawer and and you you open it up again and you look and you, oh I can see everything in there, isn't that cool? I don't have to hunt and peck for things anymore. I can just grab the thing I want and wear it. What a time saving. And now I have time to creatively do something else with my life. If this is a sticking point for you, then get some support. And here's some support for you right now. Reach out and join the Softer Side Member Vault at esofterside.com for additional content on a lot of really specific areas in your life and how to improve them. Join our Facebook group, which is on Facebook, Facebook slash groups slash Softerside. Find this uh, series of videos on podcast at Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And you can always reach out to me by email at thesofterside.info@gmail.com. at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us a call now as another way to reach out at 202-815-1171. And let us know how will you spend your 15 minutes of cleanup time today? Or tell us about what's, what's hard to let go of and why. And what that means to you. So nobody in the chat room, huh? Nobody in the chat room. Well, we have in our Facebook room Rick Creamer and Greg Jorgensen. So hi, guys. Glad you stopped in to see us today. If you have any questions or comments uh, I'd like to add to the conversation, you can call us at 202-815-1171 or just write into the chat room and we'll see it there.
1: mm, 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 mm,
0: mm. <laughs> what's up, so what did you think of today's topic
1: um 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 you, you i you know we've known each other long enough to for you to know how I feel about a lot of these things mm-hmm. that I'm not a hoarder mm-hmm. of anything physical, emotional spiritual. can you tell
0: me about a time when you and i know i know there's times in your lives when this has happened, but tell us a story about when you had to kind of change your identity by letting go of the old and opening up space for the new.
1: So I was a husband for thirty years before I wasn't. Uh, it didn't mean that I wasn't a father because I had to be a father. I still have to be a father, but um, but. Because you're a husband You live in the context of your partner Mm -hmm. And suddenly there is no context So the The good news is there's no context The bad news is there's no context Because sometimes the context Is what guided you So I had to move into my Out of my The house that I'd been in for X number of years With the person that I'd been married to For X number of years Into another house Mm -hmm. Um and, and I had to stock my own refrigerator and I had to, you know, clean and I had to do all these things that, that were in that new context. Mm-hmm. And so I had to adjust. And so that was the bad news. You have to adjust to all these things that you and your partner shared in the responsibilities. Although towards the end, of course, when you're going through a divorce, it's not quite like that. But, but uh, now you have all these additional responsibilities that cause you to think about who you are, what you are, and how you have to change. And there was some of the burden that was released was that when I had to travel overseas, I didn't have to explain to anyone, right? The children had certain expectations, of course, um, but I didn't have to justify it to a partner. I just said, this is how I make a living. And mm-hmm. um, Then as that evolved and I became a, an independent individual, independent of other, and I don't mean independent of of you know, civil and moral law. I mean, independent of someone else's context. Uh, I started changing, and some people. You know, my daughter is always checking: Are you okay being alone, Dad? Because she only knows the person that was never alone. Right. right? She so, always
0: had babies and kids. Exactly. And exactly. Animals and, and
1: spouses and you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Friends over. So she's always else. checking: Are you alone? And I tell her: I'm well. Number one. I'm not alone. I have you and I have lots of friends. I have my children. I have lots of friends. Uh, And I have activities that keep me busy. Mm -hmm. Number two, uh, I I revel in my independence. I can do anything I want as long as it's within, you know, civil and moral law. And and I'm very conscious of that. So I can do anything I want as long as I don't affect uh, the life of someone else. And that's an amazing amount of freedom. Uh, I don't have to worry about what other people think. You know, if I want to have uh, ten YouTube shows, I can do that, <laughs> and nobody can say, "Well, you have too many YouTube shows." Right? <laughs> only can. YouTube, and yeah, they only don't YouTube, say that. But they so. don't say that. The more the merrier, <laughs> So, so there was uh, so the the transition occurred in kind of two ways: removing yourself from the context and uh, correcting your behaviors as a result of not being in that context. And then the recognition that this new context has some benefits that you might not have previously experienced. I mm-hmm. mean, I was, I was married from the time I was twenty mm-hmm. to the time I was uh, let me see, I'm going to subtract here, 2004, 50, uh, uh, 55, 56, okay. right? Somewhere in there. So mm-hmm. 35 years worth of marriage, raising children working for that, to to support that family, keeping mm-hmm. your health because of that. And then suddenly you have to change. And a lot of, you know, I don't know anyone that doesn't survive that, but it can be a very positive experience for some people. And I know in others it's been a very, it can be a very negative experience. We have a, mm-hmm. friends, we have, you know, had friends that divorced and, and they both tanked, basically. Mm-hmm. It was terrible for both of them. Um, uh While in our case... You know, uh, the ex has done pretty well for herself. She went on to get a college degree and be employed and have her house, and she's she gets to see the grandchildren every weekend. So she's very happy. Mm-hmm. So she survived that period too. She, out of the context of living with a guy who brought in the, you know, brought home the bacon, kind of thing, and made all the major decisions, and uh, so she's doing well for herself. But the the uh, the transition was interesting. It took about I think about three years. Now during that period, I was I'm. You know, I went to Iraq, uh, back to Iraq. And then, um, where did I go from there? Small tours, but then Afghanistan for 15 months. So I was busy, and again, because of this freedom, it just made everything easier. And now you know me well enough to know that I, I have no desire to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like our friendship and I like my friendship with Kevin and with Sean and and Sue. And uh, I like that I can call on my children for help here in Albuquerque and that I can go visit my children twice a year on the East Coast. Uh, But I don't feel like I need one of those personal relationships um, because I feel like I'd be giving up some of the... I have a new context and the context is based on independence. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a good place to be at my age, right? You know, when you're 70...
0: Yeah. There's a, there's, when I worked with somebody who he broke up with his girlfriend and he was having a really hard time letting go of that relationship. He wanted her back. He wanted to fix everything and get back into having a relationship with her. And that was something he actually did need to let go of because she had, she had closed it down to the point where she had moved away and said, no, we're done. Uh, and he had a hard time accepting that. So at that point, he was in a place where he had to let go. He had to do some thought work to understand that that relationship was in the past. It no longer existed. And that meant his you know, day was opened up to new experiences. And he had a hard time shifting into that new identity uh, because... He didn't want to let go of the old identity. And when we don't let go of our old identity, you know, uh, it's like moms who, whose kids grow up and move out. Well, I'm a mom. That's what I am. What am I going to do now? I have no life. My kids moved out. I have to call them on the phone all the time. And uh, maybe I'll be, uh, you know, adopting or something. I need, I need kids in my life to be a mom because that's who I am. It's time to shift identities, right? It's time to try something new. Try on a new outfit. Try in a new identity. See if we like something different by letting go of what we used to have. So it uh, looks like we're not getting any people asking any questions? Hi oh, Ron yes. Lee.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty quiet, Ron, so.
0: Anybody home? Was the only question I saw. Just mm-hmm. yes, for here. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about, Ron? And let's see Aaron Mastriani and Greg Jorgensen and Well, the they they keep Facebook falling out
1: one. and coming back. I think Facebook is dropping them off because mm. uh, Greg has come in several times. So.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh again, this will be up on 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 the YouTube channel if you want to watch it again or on the Facebook uh, if you want to see it again in its entirety if you've missed anything. But we will be back next Wednesday and our topic will be your words can't hurt me. And as you can see the ladies talking, you never look good trying to make someone else look bad. And thank you so much for watching today. I appreciate all of you. And uh, again, please do try to uh, share this with your social media contacts or anyone you feel would benefit from the information and get the word out there. The more we share the love, the more the love comes back to us. So, uh, For The Softer Side, I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to The Softer Side with Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please write to us with questions or ideas for future shows at softerside.info at gmail.com and visit the free Member Vault for more great tips and ideas at eSofterside.com.